Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. On the night before his death, Jesus said to his disciples, Love one another. And he further said, By your love for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. That truth has been confirmed over many, many times, thousands of times in the past 2,000 years. The Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, writing from a Roman prison, is saying to that Philippian church, hey, um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is being pushed forward by my bad circumstances, by my imprisonment. And I am thankful for that. And he encouraged them in that fact. Then in verse 27 of Philippians chapter 1, he gave them a challenge. He said, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So he said to them, look, uh, I'm in here. I'm suffering for the cause of Christ. uh, But praise the Lord, the gospel is moving forward because of this. And now I want to challenge you to live in a way, live in a manner that's worthy of this gospel that I'm suffering for. And so he said, and so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. He said, I I want to hear that, that good things are happening there. I want to hear whether, whether I come and see it or whether I remain absent. I want to know that you're living in a manner that is worthy of the gospel, that, that lets the world know that there is reality in what we are proclaiming. And he uh, further uh, talked to them about how, what that would look like. He says, I want to hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Let me break that down for just a moment. He says, I want to hear that you're standing firm. That is the picture of a soldier that is standing at his post, that he is holding down the fort. He is not backing down. He's sticking in there. Uh, And he said, standing firm in one spirit and one mind or one soul. Uh, I want to know that you are standing together in unity, that you are unified. This is a, as I've said in a previous podcast, this is a team sport. This business of living the gospel, of proclaiming the gospel, we are are not just individuals, but we are a part of the body of Christ. Uh, we are part of this wonderful faith community that God has brought us into, and so we can't act in isolation, and we, we, <clears throat> we cannot go against one another. So Paul said, look, one of the ways, the, one of the major ways, The way that you can conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel is to get along, is to be in unity, is to be in one spirit, to be in in one mind. And he said, striving together as against a common foe, striving together. This is not just standing firm at your post, but this is now we're working together for victory. We're, We're fighting a fight together against a common foe, striving together for the faith of the gospel.
for the body of truth uh, that is the gospel, uh, that, that we are by our lives, by our unity, by our sticking together, by our loving one another, we are fighting the foe. What does the foe want? The foe, the enemy, is, is, is not people. It isn't, uh, it isn't persons. The, the foe, the enemy, is the one that's behind the persons, that's motivating the persons. It is the one to whom the persons are enslaved. It is Satan himself and his army of demons. And, uh, and what does the foe want? And what is his strategy? It is disunity. It is division. Plenty of that going on in the world. Plenty of that. I, I don't even have to give you any examples. You are immersed in a culture where there is uh, division everywhere, hatred everywhere. And what Satan wants to do is bring that into the body of Christ. He wants hatred and division in the body of Christ. But Paul says, look, I want you to stand firm, stay at your post in, in unity, in one spirit and one mind. I want you to strive together to fight against the foe uh, for the faith of the gospel. Let them see the reality of the gospel. Verse 28 says, not alarmed. He says, you, you in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too from God. So he, he says, uh, look, um, don't be alarmed by that foe. Don't be alarmed. Uh, you're standing together is a sign of their destruction. <laughs> and you're standing together is a sign of your salvation from God. And by the way, salvation is all from God. And so God has granted you salvation. And as you stand together in unity, living out the reality of the gospel, it is a sign. It is a sign of your salvation. And it is a sign of their ultimate destruction when they are condemned to eternal separation from God uh, forever. And, and that's a sad thing. And then he, Paul goes on in, in verse 29. He says, For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Verse 30, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here to be in me. And so he said, you know, uh, you, you see what I'm going through. You see that I'm in prison for the cause of Christ. And, and you are experiencing some of that, some of that uh, pushback, some of that persecution. You'll experience more of that. But he said, I want you to know that you have the privilege, two privileges. One, you have the privilege of believing in Christ. You know, it is through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit that you're able to believe in Christ. You have that privilege of believing in Christ. But secondly, you have the privilege of suffering for Christ. That concept, I have to admit, is foreign to those of us in the West, in Western culture. Uh, the the uh, possibility of the privilege, the honor of suffering for Christ. You know, we all strive for comfort, don't we? We look, do our best to, to go toward comfort, not discomfort. And we uh, don't want to suffer. And from a human standpoint of view, that's, that's understandable. But what we have to understand is there is that privilege of being able to suffer for Christ. 1 Peter chapter 4 Verses 12 to 16 says this, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. 
so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And then Peter says, make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evildoer or troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. Wow. So uh, Peter just uh, expands on what Paul said there. It is a privilege and an honor to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though we don't go out looking for it, when it comes, uh, we should be prepared to rejoice in the fact that we can share in the fellowship of the sufferings of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, uh, verse 1 of chapter 2 says, Therefore, in light of all of this, you know, as we are living in a way that's uh, worthy of the gospel of Jesus, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, and so on. Paul said this. Here is the basis for, the inspiration for unity. And it is these four things. It is encouragement in Christ. This is what the Lord does. Um, from the MacArthur Study Bible, the notes, uh, encouragement means to come alongside and help and, and, and counsel and exhort. And this is what Jesus Christ is doing for us. He's coming alongside to give uh, comfort and counsel and, and to exhort us. And then the second thing Paul says, if there's any consolation of love, this is uh, a picture of the Lord coming close to us and whispering words of encouragement in our ear, a consolation of love. And and the, this unity and, and the suffering together is based on the fellowship of the Spirit. That's the third thing. And that is a literally a partnership with the indwelling Holy Spirit of God who has brought us into the family of God and who lives in us and points us to Christ. Fellowship of the Spirit of Christ. And then there, if there's any affection and compassion, and that is God's deep, 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 compassion and affection for us and that's the basis for us and Paul said make my joy complete by based on that by being of the same mind and the same love and united in spirit intent on one purpose uh, all of those things same mind think the same way and what it means by that is have the same God perspective think the same way, have the same love, an equal love for one another, no uh, big eyes and little U's in the body of Christ, be united in spirit, that is, be one-souled, have the same desires and passions and ambitions uh, for Christ, uh, be together with, with, with one another, oh, what a beautiful picture that is, and then Verses 3 and 4 just kind of takes it uh, to the opposite side. From the negative side, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And so Paul said here, the thing that's going to make uh, uh, unity happen is humility. And humility from these verses is an other's first mentality. It is moving selfishness aside. It is getting rid of empty conceit or pride, letting go of pride and, <clears throat> and saying, look, uh, it's not all about me. It's not about me first. You know, um, I have to look out for uh, my own responsibilities and so on, but I'm going to put you first. 
I'm going to put you ahead of myself. That is true humility. And true humility will uh, facilitate unity in the body of Christ. Well, uh, I hope that we've understood that the gospel is so important and God wants us to live out that gospel in, a, uh, in an authentic way. Next time, another message from the book of Philippians. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.